Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. You know, MTE has a charitable foundation called Sharing Change. It's funded by members who round up their electric bills to the nearest dollar each month as a donation and support hundreds of nonprofits. You can find out more at sharingchange.org. It's time for us to find out uh, what's going on at the state capitol. And State Representative Mike Sparks is with us and has also invited a guest in today to talk with us. And uh, I'm going to kind of let you give us an overview, Mike. But uh, things are, I think you said you were in recess there at the uh, at the state capitol right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping my cell connection does okay. I'm, I'm in finance committee. We just took a recess. I'm sitting here in front of about, man, I guess about 40 women here that are, I don't want to say protesters, are just up here because they're concerned about um, you know, firearms, firearm safety, school shooting, covenant school shooting. So um, we're at recess, and um, a lot of them still in the audience. I'm just sitting here in my chair, um, and uh, uh, appreciate Mark Brassfield, the owner of the Safe House, uh, for joining for joining you today and filling in for me. You know, this, as you know, Brian, we've talked about this bill for the past few years, and Mark has come up and testified before a committee, and Mark's testimony helped really pass this bill two years in a row. We, we ran this bill, uh, which cuts tax off gun safe, gun safe devices, which could help, you know, secure firearms. We're seeing a rash of, of, uh, car break-ins and mainly it's, they're looking for guns, you know, and, um, sadly Tennessee was listed as one of the top, uh, five states for violent crime, which really surprised me. I shared, shared it before a committee a couple of days ago. Uh, so I think we're fixing to pass it here in about 20 minutes to make it permanent. Uh, I think I share with you that I met with the governor last month and asked them to carry the bill. Uh, you know, if the governor carries it, it's a lot stronger than me carrying it. So um, hopefully the committee uh, will approve it. It's got about $1.6 million fiscal note. Um, but ironically, we just had finance testify that revenue collections are down. Um, so it's... I think we'll still get it passed, but um, at least that's one thing we're going to get done here at special session. So I appreciate Mark uh, filling in for me today. Yeah. I did want to ask you a couple of questions about that. So it's in the finance committee now, and you mentioned the word permanent. So that means this is not a year-to-year thing that keeps coming up. This would make it permanent? Yes, it'll be permanent. And, and when we ran the bill, um, you know, this bill, and this is what I appreciate about Mark testifying. This is where a testimony it reminds me of, you know, Paul in the Bible testifying uh, personal testimony. When Mark come up testified, I think, and then, then me sharing the, the story of Kyle Yorlett. Kyle Yorlett was killed with a stolen firearm uh, about three years ago. He was a young 23-year-old musician, point-blank range, three juveniles, I think age 14, 15, um, and uh, uh, killed him. And um, I kind of called the Kyle Yorlett uh, act. Um, but what's strange, I talk about Godwink moments, and I know we have a lot of believers that are listeners. Um, when I seen what happened to him, I just felt led to go to his funeral. And I thought, I was sitting in the back of that funeral, and I thought, Lord, you got me here for a reason. And I couldn't figure out what it was. Never been to a funeral that I didn't know the person. And then, ironically, I could ask to carry this bill. Uh, that, strangely enough, hadn't passed. Every time they carried it, never did pass. So it reminds me of Scripture for such a time as this. So... Here in hopefully 20, 30 minutes, we're going to pass this to make a permanent sales tax cut on gun safe and gun safety devices. So Senator Reeves is carrying that in the Senate, I think, right? 
Yeah, you know, the, what, what we're doing, there's a reason I have the bill within the store, hopefully today. Okay. So um, this uh, particular piece of legislation also, does it have something about um, uh, firearm locks from local police yeah. and, and police officers? Is this yeah, an addition? Yeah. Well, we were having that discussion in the break room just now. Um and I called Mark about this because we're we're trying to find out okay how are these going to be distributed? You know, I'm not even worried because that wasn't part of my original bill or our original bill. But I think the governor wants to increase public service announcements. I think would be wise to inform the the public um, where to get these. I don't know if they'll be distributed through uh, safe you know gun safe stores like the safe house that Mark owns or Academy Sports or whatnot. Um, so I think that's added, and also I want to congratulate the speaker for he wanted to put some additional safety measures in uh, this legislation. Uh, it's something that all of our members, both Democrat and Republican, are concerned about. Well, Mike, I know you, you're kind of on a timeline, but I, I did want want to ask you another quick question here. Um, you know, I've heard people say, "Well, if all we're going to do is pass things to committee and come back in January, why are we in special session now?" Do you feel like there are some things that are getting done here, and uh, yeah. are these wise moves that are happening? Well, you know, I get frustrated with government. I feel like there's a lot of silos out there where people aren't communicating with one another. Uh, I see it, especially at the local level. People may not like me saying, I think government's broken. I think it's broken. This country's $32 trillion in debt, $1.8 trillion in student debt. Um, the path that we're on is sustainable, uh, unsustainable. You don't have to be an economist to, to figure this one out. But I think the more dialogue and discussion we have, even on issues that, that, that get so volatile, like the Second Amendment, people get up in arms. But at least I think we're going to pass some... Some legislation, and we're we're gonna you know public safety. If we're one of the top violent crime states in the nation, this is something we need to be talking about, not just pushing it off till January. Plus, the governor was affected by this personally. You know, his you know his wife knew one of the ladies that were killed. I met with these parents. It's very it's very touching. Um, it's very touching. Uh, you know, when you hear these personal testimonies, you can't help but be moved. One, one parent just spoke about her child mm -hmm. that was killed. I mean, you can't, you know, we don't have to, we got to be careful with emotion and all of a sudden passing something. But this bill, Mark will testify, this bill works. We, I was just talking to a Republican colleague. He was a little concerned fiscal us, $1.6 million. But, man, we're talking about, what, $39 billion budget. We've, plus, we've had a surplus the past few years. This is... um. This is really a um, uh, wise uh, legislative effort. In fact, there's people arguing beside me right now. I have to move over here. That's fine. Um, but, you know, it's people get emotional. I mean, I get emotional, as you know. But, damn, I mean, we're, we're voting on things that affect 7 million lives. And these kids, we're in different times today. Yeah. We got one bill that, that may, I think they're trying to get out of committee. One did get out of committee, which would, which would put a uh, former military... Um, folks that are trained, if they're a teacher, to, to be armed in school. Uh, I'm going to support that. Um, and uh, But school safety needs to be the top priority of our of our state. And I think it is with our governor. Also, the area of mental health. Everybody I've talked to says we're at an epidemic level. And you tie that into addiction uh, and alcoholism, we've really got to start addressing these things. Because it's not a matter of if we're going to have another school shooting. It's when, sadly. 
Yeah, and and I've heard this uh, also mentioned this week, and uh, th- then I'll let you go. But uh, you know, we we really don't know the details about uh, you know what was going on mentally with the the person who. Yeah. Uh, you know, did this uh, at, at Covenant School and the the motive and those types of things. So it kind of makes it hard to to know from this particular instance. Maybe yeah. some of the things that you do need to do to um, you know increase security and safety. Yeah, well, and that's one thing that's kind of disappointed with me. Uh, like I said in committee, I, I probably ticked off some people when I mentioned that we're number one of the top five states in the nation for violent crime. But, hell, we need to be talking about this crap. I mean, I guarantee you, if Nissan's producing Ultimus, they're talking about defects. They're talking about problems. McDonald's talking about it. I guarantee you, Mark Rathfield and WGS is going to talk about solutions. But government, man, it just, the wheels turn so slowly, uh, which gets me upset as a you know independent business owner. I want things to get done today, not next week, not next year. But Mark Rathfield's testimony was powerful. I think the testimony about Kyle Yorlett, and then I shared it with the governor, because those kids that were killed, some I mean, those kids that did yeah. the, the murder, there's a fiscal impact to that. That's that's about $400,000, and our prison budget has doubled since I got elected. $1.2 billion, Brian. I've never seen anybody advocate to really try to help these young people. Uh, it's sadly, there's no lobbyists for those issues, sadly, but uh, this goes back to my argument about government's broken, um, but I don't mean to, to ramble. I appreciate Mark being willing to drive from the safe house all the way yeah. down to Murfreesboro. Well, we know that that's your middle name, so that's okay. Mike, uh, <laughs> I'll let you get back to it. Yeah, thank you, brother. Have Thanks. a great day. You too. We'll Bye-bye. You. Uh, that's State Representative Mike Sparks joining us from the state capitol this morning. Mark uh, is here, Mark Brassfield, with the safe house. And um, would you agree that his middle name has to be Ramble sometimes? <laughs> Oh, well, that's one word you could use. Yes. Yeah. That's, that Mike uh, never has a, a loss of words that's there. Very yeah, true. That's very true. Yeah, for sure. Mark, uh, kind of tell me a little bit. You know, he's mentioned a couple of times that you testified. Um, well, I guess that was two years ago or, or, or yeah. somewhere around twice, there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So you've done that twice. twice. What, 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 what is it that you presented that you think makes your argument? Well, first off, I'd like to say that no one has ever used a, something about the Bible to describe me. I mean, that was pretty. But for Mike to do that, I was kind of shocked. So, are so, you Paul? Are you Saul? Yeah, or? I mean, you know, <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good person, but you know, I would, I've never had someone frame it that way. So, thank you, Mike. Um, but now to get back to your question, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when I spoke uh, to the finance committee, um, you know, I was really speaking as a father. I've got three children and, uh, you know, of course, a business owner. And, of course, I do own a safe company. And, yes, this bill did benefit my company and my employees and everything. But I think it does a better good to lock up weapons. And, you know, I was blessed being raised in a household that had respect for firearms. My father was a adamant believer in firearm safety. That was drummed in my head from the time I started shooting. And, you know, of course, locking up guns back then was a nice wooden case with a glass front on it that you could break. But, you know, we knew not to get in it. But, you know, it had very little security. So 
with all of that balled into one and being in the safe business, you know, I had seen the direct benefits of securing your farms, which of course I'm a big believer in, even if I didn't have a safe company, I would be as a, as a gun owner. But, you know, I, I just put it to the members of the finance committee. What if one of your loved ones was saved by this bill? What's that worth to you? I mean, because, you know, we can spout the statistics, say that word three times real fast, uh, <laughs> statistics. And, you know, if you look at all the, the cost of a firearm injury or something, you know, it's around $100,000 for someone, if they live, you know, to get over a gunshot wound. So if you extrapolate that into if we, I don't know, kept 100 people from getting shot by a gun getting stolen or used in a wrong way by a child or just anything like that. You know, what is that worth? And Mike mentioned that, that what this cost, what is it, a million? 1.6. 1.6. That's 16 people. If you had 16 people shot, what if those people weren't shot? Boom, you saved it right there. Plus all the other stuff that it it helps. I mean, you you earn someone's life if you paralyzed or emotionally or PTSD and all that kind of stuff. So that's how I put it to the finance committee. I said, what if one of your loved ones are you? What about you? What if one of your members sitting here was saved because you passed this bill? And it doesn't matter. Of course, I want everyone to come by safe from me. But, you know, there, Tennessee is a big state, all the way from Memphis to, you know, Knoxville, all the way up to East Tennessee. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of advantages to locking firearms up. And, you know, I, you know, even being in the safe business, I'm not excluded from someone breaking into my vehicle i did some federal law enforcement stuff and I had my duty weapon stolen out of a locked vehicle that was in a locked case and they stole it and of course the people who stole it you know didn't turn out too good for them but um but no i mean so you it doesn't matter your social class or whatever right you can be the victim of a crime whether it's in your house your car or whatever and if you have a weapon you should use Something to lock it up and be a responsible firearm owner. And here again, I would be that way even if I didn't have a safe company. Sure. Uh, and that seems to be maybe if if we dig around all of the emotion and everything surrounding it, that probably is the, the biggest issue. There was a media report that 766 guns mm-hmm. to date have been stolen in Nashville alone. Yeah. From vehicles. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's an easy target. I mean, that's that's what they're looking for, money, and, and but and mostly for guns, right? True, true. So um, I, I had a comment on one of the things you said to Mike about why did the school shooting happen? happen? And I'm a Christ believer, and I always say that. Um, I, I think it happened because she was lost. She was searching for something, and she was angry at how she was being treated, and the first thing that she could lash out at was the school that she used to go to that actually taught stuff. And, and I'm a big believer. If you, if you let evil into your life, it will fester and manifest itself into stuff like this. And, and just from what we know about her history, she would have been receiving maybe uh, opposite teachings from that, from the school. Well, if you, if you find most transgender people and there's exceptions, to every rule, they're angry. They really are. 
and it's it's sad because they're hurting in my opinion that 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 can't be a calming lifestyle you're in conflict with everything that's normal in my opinion right and you know some of the reports and i don't believe everything i hear or read on the internet um but some of the reports is that she had focused on some other spots and she found out they were well defended so you know to me uh you know a saying is an armed society is a polite society because if someone wanted to come in here and they knew me and you were armed you think they're going to come in here because they know that they're they're not going to get very far same thing with a school i'm a big believer in arming teachers that want to be and that are trained and stuff and leos and stuff like that and there's a other stuff that you can do whether hardened points of doors and windows and all that kind of stuff yeah. so and have have a plan you know there's uh, a gentleman here in town that teaches you know defending your business or your school or something like that so um it's i think it's defend systems but uh brink uh is the gentleman's first name but you know there you need to have training i mean it's just like anything else i mean you train your kids for a lot of other stuff you train your teachers why not train them i mean remember i guess they still have tornado drills don't they sure yeah uh, do we cower and go, ah, the tornadoes, I mean, they're not coming. We don't need to train for that. You need to train these kids and let them know that there is evil in this world, and we need to fight it. We don't need to cower. We need to stand up and fight it because it, why do you want to live your life in fear? Live it, you know, triumphantly and be brave. That's one of my things I tell my kids is be bold, be brave. Sure. So. Mark Brassfield with the Safe House joining us this morning. Um, Mike mentioned that this is not just like a one-year tax holiday. This would make it permanent. There has been one addendum to that, it seems, and um, that would be the, um, the, the gun locks, free gun locks somehow. Um, you're a business owner. How, how do you think that would work to you logically? I mean, are you going to have just a basket full of them there to, for people to come and take for free if they're given to you? Or, I, mean, I don't know. What, how, how do we do that? Well, and here again, you have me on the show to give me your, for me to give you and the listeners my opinion. Sure. Trigger locks are very ineffective. They're, I've been in the safe business for 30 years, 30 years before when I had brown hair, not gray hair. <laughs> but um, I think I can count on one hand how many trigger locks I sold in 30 years because they're ineffective i mean if if i'm going to secure a weapon okay and i want to lock it up and not be able to use it a trigger lock's fine it's fine i mean because you can get it open quick so i'm an advocate for having something if you're going to have a pistol which generally you have a pistol for self-defense is you need to be able to get to it quick and a trigger lock you cannot get to it quick i mean Try to be under pressure and to put a key into a key lock. Good luck. Yeah. Where if you have a quick access pistol safe, boom, 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 you get in it, whether it's your fingerprint, button push, whatever it is. But, oh, yeah, and I've tried it. I've I've messed with it. But Try I mean, to do it as quick as you possibly can. As quick as you possibly can. So, I mean, I, now, is it better than nothing? I don't, yeah. But, I mean, you should be more, uh, you know, you should secure your weapons more than just a trigger lock. Now, if that's all you can afford, hey, that's great. But um, I had a gentleman came in wanting a trigger lock the other day, and I told him all the facts about it, and he ended up buying a little pistol safe, to, you know, quick access. He wanted it by his bed. 
And he goes, well, you know, I just want to be, if someone gets in my house late at night, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, i tell you what, just go try to put your key in your door lock real quick and have someone screaming at you or something or somebody busting your door down. See how that works out for you. It's not very effective. So here again, that's my opinion. You know, giving them away, I'm sure there'll be a little rush to get some. If if, If they gave me some to give away, I'd give them away. But I'm pretty sure if someone came in, they're going to end up buying a little pistol safe because it's much more effective way to store a firearm. So. Yeah, I just I, it, 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 it that almost seems like one of those things that we're 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 throwing a little money at it just to say that we're getting it's a those feel out good. There. Yeah, it's maybe. a feel good thing. I, I mean, know. well, and I, I'm not a big advocate of just do something. Mm-hmm. I no, 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 no. You need to do the right thing whether it takes a little longer or whatever. And I, I just kills me out a lot of times in politics. Well, we just need to do something. Well, no, you need to do the right thing. You don't just need to do something because that <laughs> something could end up to be something bad. Well, that's kind of the, the comment I had with someone else that, that was a bit frustrated with the way this special session was going because early on it seemed like, well, uh, go to study committee. Everything was going to study committee. And it's like, well, they're not going to do anything until January. But some study on this, I mean, some of that can can be good to to understand the situation maybe better and and pass meaningful legislation, not just pass something to pass something. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But it, this this problem has not just started no, this no. year. Yeah, I mean, this is a problem that's going on for a long time. And you know, different parts of Tennessee. And Mike spoke to you know violent crime. Let's see, where is that violent crime? Uh, it's, some of it's in Nashville, but a lot of it's to the west, and it's it's everywhere. But for the most part, you look at democratically controlled cities, Memphis. Um, where why is all that violent crime happening? I mean, it's because they're not cracking down on it. it. You have to be strong on crime. I mean, and it's I forget which political candidate that was on the debate the, last night that talked about being tough on crime, and that should be all of our. All of our, you know, beliefs. Be tough on crime. If you do something bad, I know my son. He's in one of my sons is in high school. If he does something wrong, those teachers crack down on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's you part know of what it, I mean. It? So yeah, Mark. Uh, been awesome to have you on this morning. I appreciate you coming in. I know it's a bit of a haul for you to get here, but uh, do appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, been a pleasure being with you today. Thank yeah, you. Mark Brassfield from the Safe House joining us, and uh, of course, State Representative Mike Sparks from the State Capitol. I, I would tell you that if uh, you missed any part of the program, you can check the podcast on our website, WGNSRadio.com. Just look under Podcast and Rutherford Issues or wherever you listen to audio, whether it's Spotify, iHeart, and uh, Apple. Amazon, we're in all those places, so check out the podcast.